Greetings. Greetings. Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. <laughs> Meowdy. Meowdy. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, big shout out to all our listeners really kicking off our new year just on a really high note. We've had, we had more downloads before we even aired our first episode than like we normally do, you know, like just in terms of, uh, I guess timelines of how the month usually goes. Usually we start seeing an increase after whatever, you know, the first episode of that month or theme. But wow, we started off so strong. We had over 100 downloads. Oh, nice. This month before we ever even uh, released a Aliens. So just real big a- thank aliens. you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Uh, yeah, so it was really cool. So um, thank you. And then, uh, of course, we've released Aliens. Uh, we've already kicked off the Aliens. We still waiting uh, theme entirely. Come get it again. And uh, today, of course, is Predator 2, mm-hmm. February, Year of the Dragon. That's going to be a lot of fun, doing Reign of Fire and Dragonheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've also, we're ahead of the game a little bit, we've already determined uh, March for you as yeah. well. Look at that. Jessica came up with this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're doing the March of Musicals. Yes. <laughs> dun, so dun, 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 dun. I don't know why I'm doing like Star Wars music, but. Um, it's not ominous musicals. It's not, no, it's not <laughs> ominous musicals. Uh, that's going to be really fun. We're going to be doing Across the Universe mm-hmm. and Moulin Rouge. Those are actually both my top two favorite there musicals, There you go. I think. Yeah. Uh, we also wanted to kind of do more modern musicals, so that is why these are actually all um, a little, <laughs> I mean, for our podcast, they are new-ish, you know, they are yeah. uh, past the year 2000, uh, I believe, both of these when they were released, right? Moulin Rouge? I think it, it, yeah, it, it was, was like, like a one, maybe, 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 yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, so that's going to be uh, what's coming up, what's on the horizon, mm-hmm. what 2024 will bring. Something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So, what you've been watching, what you've been doing? Um, I've been watching The Good Place over again. Nice. That's I, another one of my comfort ones. I have only seen the first season of that. It's so funny to me. I love the whole ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. I love... Uh, were you a big Becker fan? Becker. <laughs> I only vaguely remember that show. I don't think I really cared I for it. I saw so much of Becker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love... Uh, Dancing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's the reason why I asked. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love him and uh, Kristen Bell's chemistry in it. Nice. Like their comedic rapport. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I've been watching that again. Because I'm just not ready for a new show just yet. Yeah, I kind of in a little limbo. <laughs> yeah, because I've been doing other things with like you know TV on the background. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so you just don't need anything new to focus. No, because I'm still like trying to clean up from Christmas. You know, yeah. like I got my Christmas stuff up, but mm-hmm. when you have presents and wrapping paper and new things, <laughs> you have to like reorganize. You know how it goes. Yes. 
And also, you have good news to share as well. Yes. Um, there is hope on the horizon. We found somebody to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) No, we've had insurance success. Yes. Some of the stress has been eased. So good. No, that was a a really big deal, um, knowing that you got it. It's got figured out. It took a lot of research and deep diving, but I'm really happy that you got it done too quick. So you were on top of things. Yes. (laughs) So no, that's amazing what you can do in a day. Yeah. um, When you totally commit yourself. Mm -hmm. So no, that's amazing. Uh, Because I know our last episode, we're like, despair. Yeah, I was in the depths (laughs) of despair. So it it worked out. Thank goodness everything's going to be on the up and up now, at least with that. That's like one of the most stressful things to worry about. It is because when you have a serious health condition. Absolutely. And no health coverage. Shit gets expensive real quick mm-hmm. when two medications can equivalent $1,200. Yeah. And I you're mean, going from like not needing any kind of medical stuff that's like not been a part of your budget at all. And then all of a sudden it is like huge, that's a huge increase. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I just, it is an election terrifying. year. So I just like to point out to any of our listeners in the States, let's really try to like make like. Healthcare, healthcare adoption. like, something that should really be, I mean... On the forefront, I on think. On the forefront. Because After the pandemic and everything, right. I just don't see why not. I mean, personally, I would, I don't mind if if maybe we divide some things up differently and put some things to put the health of our population a little, you know... Higher on the priority higher list. Higher on the priority yeah. list, I agree. Because uh, You shouldn't have to go to prison to get health care. terrifying. <laughs> I know the prospect of, like, just one medical scare. You yeah, know? because it can happen to anybody. You can mm-hmm. be healthy, and then all of a sudden something happens, and, and something not. not. Yeah, exactly. And it can be, you know... I know. Yeah, because it's a big deal for me, too, because this is the first year I've had good insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've, right. I've had it once in the past from another that job. nobody that, takes it anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it wasn't even that. It was okay. It was just a really high deductible. So right. it was more of like an emergent. You know, I could do like a wellness, it, not even really a wellness exam. I think it was more of, oh, if I go see a regular doctor, maybe I only have to pay like 65 instead of 100 Like it yeah. really wasn't like super great. It was only for like, if you had to have surgery. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. okay with that. So this one, though, has, like, even a great coverage for regular stuff. So I actually, that's my thing that I'm going to be doing now starting. I had my work trip this week. Um, so I had to go to Orlando. Of course, there were delayed flights. It was just a lot to cram in in two days. I was so exhausted. So, yeah, I was like, I'm going to worry about those things <laughs> next week. So I'm excited, though, because, yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. I can finally, like, get blood work done. And <laughs> yeah. See the, if there's anything wrong with me that the, I don't know about. At the age of 36. Yeah. Like the first time my blood work's ever been done in my life. Like, <laughs> I have reached adulthood. I know, finally. finally. Oh. Yeah, because I've also been reading Where the Heart Is. And uh, Andrew and I will be, it's for a married book club, and we will be also watching the movie. But even reading that, like, because, you know, she's supposed to be, like, so poor kind of and right. stuff. And it, like, really took me back reading the book. Like, because I read it when I was probably in middle schoolish, like, around the time, like, w- when the movie came out and I found out there was a book, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, even reading that, and it kind of, like, hits close close to home a little bit, you know. And then with this all this medical stuff going on you know like just thinking about it you're like what yeah <sighs> what is wrong <laughs> what the hell cares 
system. Because like I said, that book is like 20 something years old, you know, and, and she nothing was even, has changed. Nothing has changed, you know, yeah. like it's about a character who's terrified to even, she was going to like plan on delivering her baby in a Walmart, you know, was like someone's like a medical decision. Yeah. Like I said, like over 20 years ago in a book, like based in our country. So right. yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Anyway, besides that, anything else you've been watching? <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Um, I rewatched Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, cute. I haven't seen that one in a long time, probably. Um, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, the fashion was hilarious. Was it very of the era? Yes, because it came out in 2002, oh, the year okay. I graduated high school. Yeah. Um, and it, what is the most hilarious to me is that she's a fashion designer, like new and upcoming, um, the next big thing. Oh, I forgot that was like... And the things that she wears throughout is like the 2002, like, remember when they did like those half shawl things? Yeah. <laughs> the off the shoulder yes. shawl, yeah. Like, on top of a sweater. Yeah. Um, so she had like a purple sweater or something and then like an orange shawl or whatever. And <laughs> Like the height of fashion, Melanie <laughs> Carmichael. And then that flippy hairstyle, because I went to hair school shortly after that, so that was the most requested. It was the duck butt, right? Like and Not quite that short, yeah. but everything was you flipped know, out. Flipped out. And it, even in the movie, you can tell it doesn't stay like that for long. Mm-hmm. Like, And people did not understand why. Why does this side flip out and not that side? I was like... Look in the fucking movie. Her hair doesn't even do it in the movie. Because <laughs> that's not how hair works. That's not how hair works. Unless you want to wear like you have to flat iron the shit out of it and spray the that's shit out of it. Say like if you want like you need full Aquanet. Right. Like and a people did of not it. understand that. No. In the early aughts. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I might have to rewatch that one sometime now that. <laughs> and then watching it, I'm like, that is the stupidest haircut from behind. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So funny. Oh, oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, so it was funny rewatching it. Mm. She was an asshole in it, too. Like, she, the first night she was there, she got drunk and, like, outed one of her friends who was gay, like, closeted gay man in Alabama. Oh, my God. Outed him at the bar. Um, what else did she do? She did all kinds of shit. I was like, man, she's a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's what I've noticed about movies from that era, kind of. Like, the it girl or the the dream girl is just a massive, a mean girl, really. Yeah, like, she gets drunk and, like, of course, oh, well, she was drunk. It's okay, I was drunk. I didn't mean all those horrible things I said. So they're like, oh, well, we forgive you. <laughs> I know, that's bullshit. I know. They're like, <laughs> fuck you, get back out of this town. You haven't been here in seven years. Nobody wants you back. Be gone, wench. <laughs> from get. whence you came. Get. Gone, get. get. We did a little, uh, like, 80s Stranger Things kind of obviously inspired flick um, from uh, Shudder. It was on Shudder. Mm, and finally, okay. after the holidays, I was like, I need to go back, uh, see what's on there. Revisit. Revisit. And, yeah, we found, uh, it was called Summer of 84. And, yeah, it's supposed to be about this group of, like, uh, boys who are, I guess, I think they're, like, 15 or something like that. And a serial killer has been in their area, mm-hmm. killing 12 to 15-year-old boys. And, like, the main kind of character suspects it's his uh, a single neighbor who's also a cop. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes from there. And so, like I said, yeah, it has very vibes of, like, ooh, they're spying, like, detective, you know, kid detective kind yeah. of. 
So it seems real fun. It's pretty long and it could have done with better pacing. I think they could have condensed a lot of chunks of certain things in the beginning or left certain things out. Um, had a lot of unnecessary components where they were, it felt like they were trying to milk the little bit of the nostalgia mm, in the 80s. Right. Like, But they really didn't have to in certain things. But other than that, um, I liked it. I gave it a two and a half stars out of out of uh, five. Like, what was the name of it? Uh, Summer of '84. Oh, okay. Just because it does get darker, which was what I was hoping. Like as I'm watching this, because they make it really fun in the beginning and everything. But I'm like, oh, I really, I hope it kind of 180s us a little mm-hmm. bit and. It, it does a little, but not as much as I was wanting. Like, I wanted more. So, I feel like if they would have just, like, maybe mandied it up a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, now the more I think about it, I think when we initially watched Mandy, I was, like, disappointed and I felt it was kind of weird. But the more I think back to it, the more I'm like, I think I need to watch it a second time. And maybe I'm going to appreciate it a little more. Yeah. Um, I fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, because like I said, watching this one, I felt like it could have gone to maybe that upper level a little bit um but yeah i do recommend it still for a one-time watch um check it out it was on shutter um i think it came out like in 23 i think so it was like kind of newer Mm -hmm. uh i think the filmmakers did um a good job though overall uh and i'd like to see maybe you know more kind of horror films like that bringing it back bringing it back a little bit but yeah but it was fun. And then uh, just randomly watching different episodes. Like, I was out of town, so I watched a little Forensic Files while I was in the hotel. <laughs> That's my tradition. It's <laughs> your tradition. It's when traditional. Away from home, I when, like to watch Forensic Files. Yes, if you're in a hotel, you have to watch Headline News and you have to watch Forensic Files. That's all there is. <laughs> Uh, we watched like an episode, uh, another of Succession. Again, it's the drama that I expected it to be like, ooh, corporate drama. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm doing a, like a really girly anime called The Ancient Magus's Bride. <laughs> and it's also going exactly as anticipated. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of chilling with that. Um, we've also been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering, so... Mm-hmm. That's something that's been fun. Um, we did start the Ted TV show. Or Ted the Teddy Bear. Oh, they made a TV show. Yeah, it's on oh, Peacock. Um, it's not got Mark Wahlberg. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be in the 90s when they were in high school. <laughs> so they got somebody to play young. And he doesn't look anything like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> but it's actually like, really cute. We know what Marky Mark looked like. Right. <laughs> you are no Marky Mark. <laughs> but it was, uh, it's funny. That's yeah, cool. I enjoyed it. I don't have Peacock. Yeah. Mm. If you do, I recommend it. Cool. But yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to. Kind of just surviving in the new year. Keeping it chill. Yeah. Uh, Some just little exciting news too, though. I think my broccoli is sprouting. Like, there's just little sprouts. Like, I think I have, we've managed to successfully, I think, at least sprout it from from the ground. There was just the little teeniest seedlings. Teeniest emerging. <laughs> so, a little sprout. Yeah. But it's going to freeze soon. So now we're going to have to haul this fucking raised garden bed oh, in the no. garage. How much sand? I mean, uh, it's not that heavy, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah, we can do it both just fine. Um, it's just a hassle. Yeah. So, but. It's only going to be for like two days. Yeah, it'll be for two days. Just going to protect my little broccoli. I know. What are our poor little Floridian's going to do? I know. 
It's going to get so chilly. <laughs> 21 degrees. That's cold for Florida. I mean, I would say that's definitely, we can safely say that's cold for Florida. Like, for anywhere, on. I yeah. feel like. 21. Come on. I, I don't know. It's I think freezing. I think up north they get like negatives in the negatives, so they're probably still laughing at us, but yeah. It's a wet cold. It's a wet, it is that a wet cold. I am. Different. I work on the Gulf of Mexico. Like and that I am, wind is a whipping. Oh my god! It's like a bone chilling. Yeah. Like that salt watery, Dead. damp death. It is, and your knees are like, <laughs> like Davy Jones's locker called. Yes, if it were like in the Antarctic. <laughs> it's so chilly. It's a north wind. It is. It's very cold. So that's gonna be our week ahead. I'm all right with it. I'm going to cozy up and it'll be my days off. I am off Monday, so that works out. So, in this episode, we watched 1990's Predator 2. It was directed by Stephen Hopkins. It was written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas. It was based on characters by those same Thomas people. (laughs) Those same Thomas people. Produced by Lawrence Gordon, Joel Silver, and John Davis. It was starring Kevin Peter Hall, Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Ruben Blades, Maria Alonzo, Bill Paxton, and Robert Davey. Cinematography was by Peter Levy. It was edited by Mark Goldblatt and Bert Lovett. The music was by Alan Silvestri. It was released November 21st, 1990. So apparently it was a Thanksgiving film. Nice. <laughs> Take the family. It's a... Uh... Fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Has a running time of 108 minutes. The budget was about 20 to 30 million. The box office, 57.1. It was considered a flop. (laughs) I mean, it made its money back. So the original Predator was written by the brothers Jim and John Thomas, and they remained the go-to choice uh, for the follow-up film. Um, They are quoted to have said that they had about five or six sequel approaches already. One they did have was the um, Urban Jungle Um, And Fox did like the idea. The script total was pretty much thrown together in just three weeks to get to Joel Silver. Could tell. Yeah. I could totally tell. A little bit. I know. (laughs) Uh, Patrick Swayze and Steven Seagal uh, were some of the first actors approached to play uh, the Detective Harrigan, Danny Glover's part. Uh, Swayze was still kind of busted up from Roadhouse, which apparently he did, I believe, with this director. Um, what happened then, on Roadhouse? Uh, just he was just like still recovering. You know, it was like a lot of fighting stuff, and he does like a lot of his own stunts. Oh, okay. I think he was just still like kind of recovering from shooting the film. Essentially, I think he just got a little banged up, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I'm sore. Yeah. I'm not gonna do <laughs> another movie." <laughs> yeah, and then Seagal, of course, wanted it to be like more Seagal-y, and they're like, "Nah." <laughs> He's like, I'm going to martial arts. The That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what he wanted. He wanted like all the stuff and it was like all martial arts stuff. Yeah. Which honestly, I mean, wouldn't have been terrible for this film, I feel like. But I don't know. It's Steven Seagal. Like, I no. No, sir. No. Sit down. Not in a Predator movie. Yeah. Um, so they did do a lot of shooting in downtown LA after sunset. So that did throw some problems around this time. Because I believe... Uh, while it's really heavy handed on like all the gang violence and right. stuff, it's a that's war like, down yeah, there. it's a war zone. 
Um, I believe things were, you know, pretty bad around that time, I think, between the police and a lot of the gang violence. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Honestly, though, that wasn't what made shooting in downtown LA dangerous. It was just a regular residents who were like, you are fucking like bothering us and making ruckuses and like, so they would blow th- shit up. Yeah. Like, so they would throw like urine and feces at oh, like damn. the cast and crew and stuff. And then rats were like very commonplace. Like, so it was just kind of a gross place to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So the original director's cut of the film um, was rated, well, actually it had like an X rating at one point. Like if they would have kept everything, he even had it cut down a little bit, uh, but that was an NC-17 rating. And then Fox is obviously like, no, we're not issuing an NC-17 movie. This has to make money. Um, so it's recut like over 20 times mm. and you can tell. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. An example was Gary Busey's keys had like an extremely gory demise. And that's why we only get like, we see like the predator disc mm-hmm. and like legs, but like it basically the, the original sequence was more graphic and less confusing. And because like, I'm going to save you dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. And then also, um, when he actually gets murked uh, with the torso scene, um, it's supposed to be just all of his guts, you see, just spilling out. But they just only kept that one scene that they had from, like, the behind the shot. And then that's why it's so disappointing as well, because they had to cut all of the... Good stuff out. Mm -hmm. So that was disappointing to read, because I feel like I would have actually liked this movie if we got to have seen the NC-17. Why would it have been NC-17? Just because of nudity? No, gore. It was supposed to be that gory. Oh, okay. okay. But I feel like at that time, I feel like now it would be nothing to us. Like, but what about, like, Day of the Dead? Didn't that come out back then? They had, like, guts coming out, didn't they? Yeah, and they were, like, rated R, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. And it was 1990. Who knows? Wasn't, like, Tipper Gore on her bullshit or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I have feel no like... idea. Um, so in 1989, Dark Horse had released a limited series of the comics, and it was Predator Concrete Jungle. Mm. Um, so that was also one of the reasons why Predator 2 was greenlit for this particular storyline and everything, because of the success of basically this plot um, in the comic series. Uh, the setup is um, very similar. Uh, There are moments in the movie that come directly from the comic, most notably um, the subway scene. That was all, like, pretty much straight out of the comic. But then other stuff, of course, they did switch up throughout. There also was a suggestion um, from Stephen Hopkins uh, to Stan Winston, uh, who we know also worked with Aliens. Like, this whole, all how these two movies are connected is kind of crazy. And we just randomly picked them, too. We didn't even think about how connected they were. Um, so yeah, they Especially were that Bill Paxson isn't both. Of them. I know that's what I was also <laughs> gonna say. And then with Bill Paxson, so yeah, so they helped add the uh, the trophy skulls. And then in '89, Alien versus Predator had also been done. So that's why they were like, oh, we can reference you know the other comic, Alien versus Predator, and we'll have like a fucking alien head up here. Like so, yeah, this is right, this was right. the first like Easter egg we got of that in in the film uh, universe. You know, it's yeah. obviously in the comics is where the inspiration came. But yeah, so that was always fun. Um, to me, it's one of the funnest parts of this fucking movie. Yeah, like, Ooh, the cool. trophy room. Yeah. <laughs> 
There is somewhere a music video featuring Danny Glover dancing alongside Predators. And we're going to find it right now. We're going to watch it together. Okay. I thought it would be fun. Yes. It was part of a blooper reel. So the Predators are all together in the Predator uh, spaceship. <laughs> it's a flash mob. It's a Predator it flash mob. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that one's got his predator face on. I know, I love it. <laughs> oh, damn. Man, the 90s were so simple. Look at I these know. dances. I know, right? Oh, get it, get, get it, it, get it. <laughs> oh, he's dropping it low. Dropping low. Oh. Oh. Oh, he's like full on break dancing. In a predator costume. I mean, that is impressive. Oh, there's Danny Lover. Oh. <laughs> Stupidest shit. That was cute. So that exists. Yeah. That was cute. I thought it was, yeah, that was funny. Like mm-hmm. Danny Glover, Dance with Predators. Yeah, what could be better? I know. That was also, uh, I believe some of those Predators were also um, members of the LA Lakers. Apparently Danny Glover knew some of the basketball players. Nice. And obviously Predators are very tall. Right. Um, really yeah, tall. supposed to be very tall guys. Um, so, yeah, apparently I guess... I don't know who, which ones. There there was a list. You can look it up if you're really... I just don't know basketball mm-hmm. uh, very Steps. well. Yeah. yeah, especially from the 1990. <laughs> I'm not going to know the 1990 Lakers. But if that's your thing, apparently some of uh, some of the players were um, predators in this movie. Nice. But overall, as I've mentioned, the film received largely negative reviews. It wasn't um, very popular. People were very disappointed. Partially because uh, I mentioned how... The other actors who were kind of chosen maybe for Danny Glover's character, but originally it was supposed to be Dutch, uh, Schwarzenegger's character, was kind of supposed to be the Keys character. So he was supposed to be the Gary Busey character. Oh, okay. So it was really supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, who had experience with it and stuff, and he's like the guy, I guess. That would have been better. Yeah, it would have been. And it could have been more of like a buddy. It would have made more sense, I guess, too, but... He didn't want to do it. Arnold wasn't really known for doing sequels at the time, and he just wasn't interested, basically. Sad. Uh Yeah, and that's when they kind of made a few of those changes. And then um, Danny Glover was brought on board uh, with his lethal weapon, you know, right. fame. So he's, he plays, everyone knows he can play, like, a hardened cop pretty well. Right. Um, I just would have liked to see a Danny Glover, Arnold. That would have been fun. Team yeah, up. that yeah. would have been fun. I think that um, would have made a good Predator movie. Mm-hmm. It would have. Like, I, I agree with you. Gary Busey. Because with Danny Glover's knowledge of the city. Yes. The urban jungle meets the Ah, uh, yeah, the commando jungle. survivor yeah. guy. Right. And then together with they will take With their skills down. combined. <laughs> Is it too late? Are they too old? I uh, think come back. <laughs> So part of the uh, negative review, though, um, someone, the New York Times blasted it as an unbeatable contender for the most mindless, mean-spirited action film of the holiday season. <laughs> I didn't quite understand the mean-spirited, but I think it was... It was probably uh, the violence, I would I assume. think so, yeah. The violence and then just the undertones as well, because Roger Ebert has been quoted that they believe it had racist undertones. Um, They felt like there was uh, subliminal clues, which encouraged everyone to subconsciously connect uh, the menace of the predators with young black males and the gang violence that they were also displaying 
um, throughout this film, uh, of course, was between Jamaicans, you know, and mm-hmm. then Colombians. So they just felt like overall maybe it was a little too racist <laughs> uh, in that respect. Um, uh, but because other than that, I did find this little bit of facts, but it was kind of hard to find more well, about it. To what be me honest. and Dave were talking about is that it's never streaming. Like it's really hard to find mm-hmm. it streaming. And luckily, it was all on HBO yeah. because they had most of the Predator yeah, films. Yeah, popped I up think. after I watched Aliens. Yeah, like, they also like. And I said I would <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, it was it was hard to find a lot of information. So I had kind of wanted to deep dive a little more, but I mean to be honest, this was as much as I could find. Mm-hmm. I got most of this. Uh, the facts that were actually uh, expanded upon from a website was 80s kids and that's Mm -hmm. where most of this information came from so I did my best guys I tried (laughs) that was about the extent that I found you did good kid Uh, yeah and if you're into the comics of course then I mean that's source material but I don't know how yeah I'm not going to reveal no no, I was out of town guys I wrote these notes last night (laughs) I was a little tired (laughs) doing the best we can doing the best we can that's 2024. <laughs> That's the underlying theme. Yeah, best we can. Doing the best we can. <laughs> so with that, Jess is going to take it away with the you googled summer. Los Angeles is enduring a heat wave and a crime wave, so the pressure on police officer Michael Harrigan to solve a strange string of murders is mounting. Harrigan thinks the culprit can be found among the warring gangs and drug cartels. But FBI Special Agent Peter Keyes knows the horrible truth. Their killer is a fearsome extraterrestrial with keen hunting abilities that includes superior night vision and the power to make itself invisible. Kind of. You can still see him, but he's invisible. So, when was the last time you had watched this film? It's been a long time. I remembered nothing. <laughs> it's it's pretty much same. I think I remember the trophy room, and that was pretty much it. This was a big uh, TV movie. Yeah. Like, it was on TV a lot. I remember that, and I remember that's the only time I would ever watch this movie. Yes, was, same. It was on... Spike or whatever. I feel like it was also on like USA or something, like one of those kind of channels. I which is funny because it was not a you know. I feel like they did that back then though. They did. They put a lot of shit on there. You're like, what? You're gonna have to cut half that shit out. And there would always be like a a TV cut because that's even remember when we first started this podcast and there were certain movies that we were doing where I was like, oh, I've only seen the TV cut of it. Like you know, so this was one of those, but also. I think it's funny because the TV cut pretty much is, though, almost the cut of this film. Because, like we mentioned in the facts, they cut so much out of right. it. Um, so it makes sense. I, f- I feel like it was meant for to be a TV movie the way it ended up being cut. You know? It's just not enough. <laughs> it is, but it's still a little too graphic for, like, basic cable, I think. With all the fucking and the titties and the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right with that. That's and the true. Skinning and the... Gutting and the skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, because my only... My recollections were, like, the cop scene. Like, you know, the... 
oh, the alley and the predators like running. Like that was literally that kind was all of, I like, remember is like the predator running up in the top of the building. Or something, yeah, maybe. yeah, like a lot of like yeah. parkour kind of you know parkour like. <laughs> alien parkour. That's exactly like my recollections of this film, and it had to have been probably like I'm totally forgot Bill Paxton was in it. Totally forgot he was in it. I just remember Danny Glover in a helicopter, and that didn't even happen. <laughs> Well, like at the end, but it was There was like, a helicopter, but he wasn't in it. No, he wasn't in it. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even remember it correctly. Right. Oh, it's so funny. So uh, apparently um, we didn't remember much from this one. No. So let's just get right into it. Seven years in the future. The urban jungle. <laughs> LA 97. I do feel like they were spot on in, like, the droughts and, like, heat waves and yeah. stuff. They were just a little sooner, maybe. Uh, 20 years too was, soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, another 20 years. And, and, yes, I did like that also it was consistent throughout the movie where they just made everyone look incredibly gross Sweaty. with sweat yeah. stains. Um, I think they did a really good job with yeah. that. It was uh, actually a movie where they're like, oh, my God, it's so hot, and you're actually sweating. I believe that yeah. they were that hot. Yeah. Right. Like, they did... They did a good job with yeah. that. I, I give it to the costume, uh, makeup effects people, costumes. Like, they all came together and I think did their jobs as well mm-hmm. as they could I love that he film. fought crime in tweed pants. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> he looks like a They're like boot cut like, tweed pants, yeah. too. And that mustard kind of colored shirt and then with the, the sweat, sweat stains yeah. they do. Ugh, yeah, it looks uh, pretty gross. Um, and then it's, like I said, they start out all in war zone. War zone. And Danny Glover shows up blasting. Yeah. (laughs) And the predator said, ooh, this is a lion. This is a worthy opponent. Yes, just much like the first film, uh, we've gathered basically pretty easily that you're like, okay. Predator's here to hunt. Again, Yeah. And as we know, they show up to places where there is heightened violence and things like that. So naturally. Because there's lots of heat for them to see. Yes. I like that news lady was like, fuck this. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I love that Danny boy had his little tiny sunglasses on the whole time through this war scene. Well, okay. The guy with the big necklace. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Because partway through the movie, I realized in my notes, I've been calling Danny Glover just Danny. Oh, like, okay. So, yeah. and then I realized later, oh shit, a character is actually named Danny. Danny. So now I need to like make sure I differentiate. Harrigan. Yeah, so. But yes, I did enjoy that character. With his um, tiny sunglasses. His little tiny sunglasses. <laughs> little tiny I was like, sunglasses. instead of finding the necklace, it would have been funnier if they found his little sunglasses. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I also like in the, like I said, it starts off like a little shootout and everything. And then all of the Jamaicans are doing coke. <laughs> lots of it. And lots of it, yes. Well, that, no, that's... I thought those were the uh, or was it the Colombians? Okay, yeah. either way, I just remember it was villains doing coke, yeah, <laughs> and lots of it. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately after, it gets like taken out. By exactly. The so they feel like they're geared up to take on the predator, but they are not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and this is when you get introduced to Bill Paxson. He's new in town. Again, this felt like frivolous information, though, because they give us this stuff about Bill Paxton, but nothing comes from it. And he doesn't do, they're like, oh, he's so good at his job. What does he do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Even the same thing with the um, woman, the woman detective. I don't remember her character's name uh, at the moment. But yeah, they, uh, 
it seems like, okay, they're going to build a little more with her. She's supposed to be kind of also close, you know, to the other guys. But again, they're kind of, oh, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, really. it doesn't matter. Because Danny Glover's character essentially leads them all to their deaths. Right. Constantly. Yeah, I mean, and... He's so stubborn. It's like he's it's, so stubborn that he would rather send his men to their deaths than just wait. Because only he can do it. Okay. He is the only one. Well, then why isn't his ass the first in there and not these people he sent in to go do these things is all I'm saying. Because right. when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, he's a hardened cop because he literally keeps sending people to die. Yeah. And not do it him damn self. But then he's like, rah, 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 I don't take order with the FBI or whatever. Like, right. whatever it's supposed to be. I'm like, he would have been fired so many times already. I know. You could not yell in somebody's face like that. Well, and then, like, you even, like, you should feel like shit. That, like, yeah, because they're like, we should have pinned his death on you. Or not pinned it. But, you like, you should have been charged for this guy's death. Like, yeah, yeah you kind of should have. Because he keeps doing it. Yeah. Like, the first time I could understand where he's like, what the fuck? I'm not waiting. Something's going on. Okay, it's that's fine. Right. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, something horrible happens to one of his men. But then just the fact that he keeps doing it, that he sends those other people, go follow this person. Like, oh, we know there's a guy following basically these um, drug cartel people around. And slaughtering and them. And slaughtering them. Let me go put you into the thick of it when I've specifically been told I'm in over my head. By the feds. By the feds and that they're going to take care of it. Like and I, he's a lieutenant. Yeah. He's not even like a captain. And the or, LAPD. Right. It's like fucking Men in Black or something again where they're like, have all these like military people and then Will Smith from the LAPD. Like, uh, what makes LAPD detectives think they are so fucking good? They are the good? best of the best. <laughs> they are the Navy SEALs of the police academy. Apparently. Apparently. Some quotes, just some few quotables that I took from this film. I uh, got my own as well. Paxton, um, when he's like quoted as saying, oh, and his little butt boys. <laughs> That's one. Speaking of Bill Paxton. <laughs> like Jesus. First, I think the tagline of the episode should be B.O. and barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Bill Paxton quote. <laughs> and then this joke that he told that literally disgusted me. Oh, which one? Okay. He was telling it to the woman. Mm-hmm. And he said, I need a stool, urine, and semen sample. Gee, Doc, can't I just leave my underwear? <laughs> I was like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, if I looked at Dave and I was like, if you would have told me that when I first met you, deal breaker <laughs> instantly. Because now Bill Paxton, all I'm going to think is that joke when I look at you. Yeah. Like, and, now, and now I know you don't wipe your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all three, that's literally the worst. And you know he's like, he's one of those really repressed like straight men where they're like I can't even touch my own butthole because that would be gay <laughs> like like he's literally one of those and then I have another funny note okay. that I noticed when he was killing Danny Boy when Predator and he was like Danny Boy and like pulled him up and you could hear the noises and it was like after he killed Danny it was a I swear to God I was like a squeak and I was like, was that Danny? And Dave was like, no, I'm pretty sure that was Predator. And I was like, so it's like he took his head off and went, squeak. <laughs> He's so happy for it. He's like, and it's so good. I know I put like boned like a fish. 
<laughs> That's what he did to the old Danny boy. Like I said, yeah, like they've been kind of getting picked off and that's when Danny Glover's like, what the fuck? So the first half of the movie, pretty much the Predator is doing these things and doing horrific violence, but a lot of it is mixed so into the cartel, like gang violence stuff. And then with Danny Glover's character being the cop and... And it's kind of investigative almost because, of course, they don't realize it's a predator at first. Um, so, yeah, the first half of the film ver- feels very much like a 90s cop like yeah. movie. And that's where I'm kind of like, eh. like, yeah, you we know. Yeah, enough of those. Yeah, and that's not what I was like. I was like, it's literally like Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> I want more predator. Like, because yeah. even though this stuff was happening, like I said, the way they cut it and everything, like, you really don't see much of him at all. Um, which is, uh, like the first one you get that build up, but like, again, because there's so much of just this gang cop violence stuff, like it's like a whole other subplot. Yeah. And it almost is like playing second fiddle to, to what should be the, you know, like it's predator too. (laughs) (laughs) I want more predator. So yeah, I, I was a little frustrated, um, pretty much, you know, like all in the first like half of this movie where I'm like, okay, I just feel like I'm watching a, a cop, 90s cop movie. Right. I need a little more, uh, gratuitous violence, which <laughs> they fucking cut out of the movie. Uh. And most of the violence was between the warring gang members, not even the Predator. Yeah. And then they had the weird King Willie scene with that the was, And I was stuff. like, okay, and, so yeah, he is and, King Willie. He's in a back alley just by himself, and then no entourage, no bodyguards. He's just out there throwing chicken bones. Uh, yeah, like, and and like I said, this is where it does feel and like... And that was like a totally useless scene. Like, what, feel, he needed him does, to tell it, him that? It feels like racist and like just culturally insensitive. Right. Like, for, it feels like, I'm like, why was this even added? Like, why is this a thing? It's like extreme why? stereotypes yeah yeah like why can't they just be drug cartel people and that was the wiggiest wig oh my god i know yeah and, oh and yeah like i said everything's very convenient because after the after he sees king willie then the predator conveniently shows up to murder him i like though how the predator has been basically like pimping his ride with all of the skulls and stuff too because like it almost makes one it looks like he put it on a gear shifter <laughs> Right. <laughs> so that just And then he was like, do that. I was like, is he sucking it off like a straw? And I was like, oh no, he eats beef. Yeah. Because he said he comes back to the slaughterhouse every two days. To yeah. Food. <laughs> to food. I'm like, does he just eat raw beef or is he heated up with his little flash cooker? Yeah. But he made that blue meth paste. <laughs> this oh, I know. Well, I also I wanted to point out that the cheesiest. Uh, I feel like scene in this one was, I called it the graveyard scene, but it was just like camera angle, camera where it was like dun dun, dun dun, dun dun, like going back and forth, like showing all the different, um, like skulls and this, right. you know, like it was just so well, bad. I, I, every time Danny Glover entered a room. <laughs> the overdramatic corner <laughs> checks. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that was rough. The subway scene, which they said that they that was directly from the comics, it was rough for me because the lighting, the was lighting, a lot. and then when the subway scene when they're on the subway train, how does the predator fall on top of the subway train when you zoom out? There's like this much room. I'm like, is he holding on, waiting for the train? Because uh, <laughs> it just makes that loud noise, and he's like, boom, boom, on top of the yeah. train, and like cutting it open. Oh or whatever. yeah, right, yeah. Where does he fall from? I know, and I forgot. Yeah. And then, so Danny Glover falls down an elevator shaft and lands on the Predator's spaceship. 
So the spaceship's underneath this apartment building. But when it leaves, it goes out the opposite way, I guess, that it came to get underground. Because remember Is it the, the track? subway? Yeah. It's like so the elevator subway? shaft falls into the subway? I suppose so. All the way down from Honestly, the elevator shaft into the subway. realize or remember that LA has a subway system? I've never been, so I don't know. I always assumed because they had earthquakes that a subway would be a terrible idea. Yeah, right? Right? But I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. So either. yeah, that's why I was also confused with the layout. Yeah. Um, but I was like, how, of, does, how does giant spaceship get underground? Yeah, I know, right? Under the apartment building. That's, that's where I'm like, how much did they cut from this movie? Right. Like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's just unanswered. And like I said, it was a lot of just like cop bang bang and not a lot of any extra story. Even like you said, the stuff with Gary Busey isn't really fleshed out much. We do finally get it where, again, oh, Harrington uh, conveniently shows up in the area where they're all set up shop. You said where he goes to feed and everything. And that's when he finally gets like sat down and like, hey, this is what you think you've been kind of it's seeing. It's a fucking alien. <laughs> And the whole time I'm watching the Gary Busey scenes, all I'm thinking of is that video of him talking about sausage. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking. That's all I'm seeing. Just that. You know what's so. funny is that I was like, oh, yeah, Jake Busey. Remember his son? Yeah. And I looked him up, and he is 51. I was like, he was the young Busey. <laughs> And yeah, he's basically like, instead of sausage, he's like, we need that alien tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so we finally do, you get to the big showdown, whatever you want, what have you. They were in their nitro suits. Yeah. They still have fucking flashlights because he can't see light. I know. That's the one thing where I'm like. Why wouldn't he be able to see light? I'm like, you know, you just explained the amazing technology that this fucking predator has. Right. And yet, you're still, yeah, like, okay, cool. You know he sees primarily, primarily heat, heat but you know he has this little, dee, 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 right. like, arm fucking iPad, like. He can change the way he sees. Yeah, like, I don't. Uh, and why is, would you assume that would be the only way he sees? Like, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know, exactly. You don't 100% know. You're taking a really big risk. Right. And then when they do freeze him. They don't freeze him anyway. Like all it did was like blast him. Like oh, he's like oh, I'm a little chilly. And he's like, oh, chilly. Let <laughs> me back up. Right. So that was your grand scheme of That's plans to capture him anyway. No, it just didn't. Yeah, like none of it panned out how it needed to for e- it to even like remotely make some sense. And then for, for that this, guy like, to come in a helicopter ending. all the way down to yell, at Danny Glover, like we were so goddamn close. And I was like, everybody was already dead when Danny Glover went in. So what everybody do you mean? Everyone was dead except for Gary Busey. Like, yeah. And that was and weird. He, did he think Gary Busey was going to get him all on his own? Apparently. And then he's like, oh, shit, please come. And get back in the helicopter and leave. Yeah. It was stupid. The <laughs> yeah, whole ending, was, was I bad. did not enjoy very much. Because um, like I said, yeah, you get that scene with Gary Busey's death. I, again, it was unrewarding because you it's like from behind and you just Don't get say, to oh, see his little legs. And you hear and get to see a tiny little bit of the blood. Like you get yeah. the general idea, of course. But yeah, you don't get any like. I just like that. He's like, I'm going to save you. Dead. Dead. Exactly. <laughs> um, gives him a little bit of a head start, though, at least. Um, so I like how, though, like, all, everyone, none of these people, the Predators, like, all these gunshots, and then all it took with Danny Glover was a fucking shotgun. Right. Like, and then all of a sudden, he's a, he's able to hit him. No problem. No problem. No problem. 
Um, I like also that he calls him pussy face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then shit they, happens. Yeah. And then he says shit happens. Um, and like you said, the blue stuff, that's when I started calling him Pretty Baby at this point in the movie where I'm like, well, Pretty Baby decides that he's going to make some jelly meth for, uh, out of, out of like drywall. <laughs> <laughs> like this whole scene was so weird to me too. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? It was like they were trying to call back to the original movie when the predator is supposed to be taking care of himself and basically Schwarzenegger is like, if he bleeds, I can kill him kind yeah, of thing. Right. But like... We know that. Like, why are you just trying to, like, rip off the first movie? Yeah. And then knowing it's the same guys. And it reminded me of, like, Predator Rambo. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and, the and we're like, like the, him crashing through the bathroom didn't wake the old lady up. No, no. Him, <laughs> but him doing his alien screaming. You're about to singing. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when, like you said, this is when he goes down and down and down and, and goes back down some holes again or down in the sewers and they get to the alien, uh, his spaceship, the Predator ship. And we do get the cool Easter egg with the um, mm-hmm. alien, alien skull. Head. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, again, they've had like these little fights in between and chase scenes and it's just very, it's very 90s action movie run of the mill. Honestly, it wasn't even very exciting. Um, again, I don't remember why we ever were really into just like cop detective men who can't really do martial arts or do any, have any like actual fun skills to watch, which is watching them run down like stairs and run through things and get the and, shit beat out of them and, and get the shit going beat out of them. and, and sweaty then shooting, and but not really hitting and hanging off the thing. Yeah. And... Like, it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't feel exciting. It just feels like I'm going through the motions. <laughs> That's kind of how this felt to me the final battle of this one but like you said they finally they're doing it uh and i was supposed to believe that danny glover can take down a seven foot predator right just in hand-to-hand combat with a with blade. a blade with frisbee Saw blade <laughs> with a predator frisbee a predator boomerang <laughs> yeah and uh yeah and then like 20 predators show up as soon as when he mercs and his like, opponent. Oh, good job. We're going to take the body back. Yeah. <laughs> and get out of here. So you best be leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> would have been funny, though, if they got there and like, um, what are you doing here? You're supposed to, you're supposed to have left. You're not supposed to come with us. <laughs> I would have loved if they would have, like, he just stayed and was like, oh, can I come with you guys? Yeah. Like, oh, see what this is like. Meet me a nice predator woman. Settle down. And he, like, starts putting on the gear. Yeah. And then cool. Danny Glover becomes the predator. Right. Like a pumpkin head. Like, like a pumpkin head situation. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's how predators fall. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. His eyes get smaller. And then that <laughs> and helmet then face starts, starts splitting open. Yeah. Breaking up his face. I did enjoy that there was more predator face in this one. Yeah, but they did. Uh, instead, they gave him a gun from 1715. Yeah. Apparently, that is kind of also an Easter egg, I think, with the comics. So that's cool mm-hmm. if they are doing that and doing a reference. That, exactly. Because apparently, hunt. I think there was either in the comics, and they were even discussing maybe doing a different little film or something where it would have been... What if there was a predator before the advent of too many weapons, you know, and then you were having to kind of like, you know, you had those weird little missiles or basically like hand to hand or swords or, you know, whatever. 
Um, so apparently that was what that was referencing, and I think they were going to maybe try to go with it. Of course, the next Predator movie wasn't made until like 14 years later. And wasn't it just Alien versus Predator? Uh, no, it was the uh, Predators, the Robert Rodriguez version oh, okay. that he released in like 24. But then, yeah, and then all of them, that kind of helps for with the Alien versus Predator, all of that stuff was coming out, yeah. Um, but this pretty much was the last we saw Predator for a while. But as uh, the last quote, when, like you said, the guy comes in to like yell at him and stuff, he's like, you'll get another chance. Yeah. Because he knows the Predators are going to come back. Well, yeah, because he's like, well, there's obviously a whole planet full of them. Yeah. And and that's how it ends. And it took that long just to kill one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and boom, the end. The end. And that's another thing where I'm like, so Predators, technically, they are capable of not committing violence. Right. Like, you know, they're just regular, like, aliens in the sense of... They're just of, regular alien people just on a on a hunt. Uh, on yeah, an expedition. Uh, yeah, like they said, on like, safari. on safari. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. Um, We're lower life forms to them. Yeah, but I would like... That's the thing. I just always... That's the Predator movie I've been wanting. On their own home planet. Not even on their own home planet. I just want to see a little more things, like, from their perspective, just yeah. in general. Like, or even if we're going on a hunt... I want it more from them. Like I said, they seem like they're obviously intelligent beings. Like, I don't know. I just, I want, yeah, I want things from, from them. That's why I like the alien versus predator. Because yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for the predator. Right. Well, because at least he has some, you know. Yeah. Sentience outside right. of like. Animalistic like qualities. Like xenomorph bullshit. Right. <laughs> not going to throat fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He might take your head and your skull. He's going to slit my throat and bone me like a fish, but he's not going to lay eggs in my throat. Yeah, exactly. And then he's going to be like, give me that beautiful little smile of his right before I die. He's going to be like, wee. He's going to be (laughs) squee. And then he's going to hang my skull up and carry me with him forever. (laughs) I'm his trophy. Yeah, his trophy. He's going to cherish me. (laughs) Polish my skull and everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah overall how did you feel about going back to this one i mean i'll probably never watch it again yeah but yeah it was fine it's fine it's fine like i said i enjoyed having more predator face yeah no i did that enjoy that i i like danny glover so yeah he's fine. fine he's fine um i just yeah like i said it just the movie overall the scripts for them to be the original writers, you I didn't I didn't. It know was that. hard to tell. Yeah, like I mean, just because I feel like the plot, they, I feel like they just yeah they could have done better, handled yeah, it somehow so dark better. And, yeah, was, and the like I said, the predator was invisible, but was he? Because yeah, everybody could see him. Yeah. So that was kind of stupid. And I mean, they did up their effects. It's been three years since the first movie came out. So obviously technology's improved a little bit. Like I will, I do appreciate the night vision being better or the uh, heat, heat vision. Seeking. So yeah. Because yeah. ooh, watching it, I remember doing the, the first, first Predator. One, yeah. I was like, oh, this is rough to watch. Yeah. Like, so they did at least improve that. I did enjoy the spaceship. Mm-hmm. I thought the spaceship was cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I said, yeah, uh, two stars. Yeah. 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 One and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like I said, yeah, I probably won't ever watch this one again. Yeah. 
Um, but I might still continue on my Predator journey. I think I am, too, because yeah. I was like, oh, they got a lot of them on Max. So. Yeah, and I'm thinking back, and uh, we've mentioned I like Robert Rodriguez. Um, like, and because I, he wrote, actually, the Predators. Uh, I believe he gave it to them after he was doing the El Mariachi that we mentioned. Okay. Um, but he was still, like I said, kind of new and up and coming. And they knew it was going to cost a lot of money to do his script. And that's why they kind of just held on to it. And, again, they did it later. Nice. Uh, you know. When they could do the funds, and now I'm thinking back to it, I'm like, I don't think I've seen Predators. I think I, I have, only... but it's been when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Like 2010. I, I'm trying to remember if I did or not, and I just I really can't remember now. So that's why I'm like, oh, I'll just probably go back and watch all those. It was 14 years ago. <sighs> that's crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so well. That's uh, gonna end. Aliens, we still waiting. <laughs> the month of sci fi sequels will officially end here. It is over. <laughs> and we will kick off uh, February with our Year of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. Um, Going into a new astrological year. Yeah. Lunar, lunar New Year, basically. I feel like Not February is gonna be a really good month. Hopefully, like, hopefully. Yeah. Year of the Dragon. Year of the Dragon. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> Get your inner dragon on. Yes, let's do it. Let's be beast this year. I'm going to be a monster. I'm going to be a fire breathing beast. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Threads, and oh, on X, formerly known as Twitter, is where you can find the link to our Discord if you would like to join us there. Again, we said we wanted to kind of like kick off this year a little more social media. We're going to be doing a little more mini shows. Jessica got her microphone in, so mm-hmm. now she can also uh, do some recording of her own at her home too. Um, so that'll be fun. We might be able to have our own little like separate studio spaces where maybe we can even record things more often separately because you won't have to drive all the way over here. We do live like a town away, basically. Mm -hmm. And when summer starts, as we've mentioned, traffic and everything gets crazy around here. So that might make things a little easier on us. (laughs) Yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, So time to hit the dusty trail. Until next time. Later, Later, taters. taters.